Are you looking for a way to save a little money? What about getting your subscriptions under control? If so, then I've got just the solution for you. Rocket Money. With the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find a subscription that I completely forgot to cancel before the free trial was up. I'm sure you've all been there. And Rocket Money can help me cancel it. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting and kids subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of exactly what you're spending and how much it all adds up to each and every month. Not to mention the fact that it seems every single day one of those subscriptions suddenly jumps up in price. Rocket Money alerts you when this happens so you're never caught unawares. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With them, I can see clearly what my monthly spending is and how it compares to the month before, making saving money and taking control over my finances so much easier. They'll also try to negotiate lowering your bills up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll even deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season, where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building, and how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by Green Chef. I've got a new favorite way to make dinner that I want to tell you guys about, and it's all with the help of Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company that lets you choose from a wide variety of easy-to-follow recipes that you can cook in your own house. There's something for everyone with vegan, vegetarian, paleo, keto, and flexible meal plans, all of which have quick and easy step-by-step instruction, chef tips, and photos to help guide even the most novice of chefs, like myself. We chose the Flexible Family Plan and got to cook this incredible cranberry barbecue pork chops with sautéed Brussels sprouts. I am not the chef in the family by any means, so normally this isn't something I would add to our weekly menu. But this was so easy to follow with everything pre-measured and prepped for me, it was pretty foolproof. And my son, who tends to be pretty plain with his food choice, 
actually ate his helping with some extras, which I feel is the most glowing review a four-year-old can give. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles and select organic ingredients in an easy-to-use website. Once you choose what meals you want, Green Chef does the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week, meaning that this can work with even the busiest of schedules. And the clean ingredients are something that you can absolutely trust because they are seasonally sourced at the peak of freshness. So if you're ready for unique recipes made with a wide variety of organic ingredients shipped straight to your door, go to greenchef.com morning80 and use the code morning80 to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. That's greenchef.com morning80 for $80 off four boxes and free shipping on your first box. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Police arrived. They found the telephone the weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Cup of murder. Cooperation is key, especially when solving a case. It's when officers from multiple jurisdictions share information that amazing things start to happen. On October 14, 1953, a man was born who would go on to brutally take the lives of 10 women in multiple Tampa Bay jurisdictions. But it was the willingness to work together and a key witness that would finally bring this monster to justice. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Robert Joseph Long, better known as Bobby Joe Long, was born on October 14, 1953 in Canova, West Virginia. According to some accounts, Bobby was born with an extra X chromosome, causing his glands to produce an abnormal amount of estrogen and resulting in the growth of enlarged breasts. He had surgery to remove the extra tissue, but had lasting gender confusion that affected him for the rest of his life. And if that wasn't enough... Bobby suffered from a number of serious head injuries beginning at just five years old when he fell from a swing. He also slept in his mother's bed until he was 13, possibly watching the single mother entertain her many dates. He only stopped sleeping with her when he met the young woman who would eventually become his wife. A woman who, with the help of his mother, took to controlling him. He enlisted in the army just before they married and, six months later, got into a motorcycle accident, shattering his helmet and spending an extended time in the hospital. It was after this accident that he found himself suffering from blinding headaches, unpredictable violent rages, and obsessed with sex. He and his wife married in 1974, but after having two children, divorced in 1980. Bobby then lived in California for a short while, where he took his obsession for sex to a new level. He began contacting women through the penny saver and other classified ads. And once they answered and he found they were alone, he would go into the bathroom, take out his prepared rape kit, and brutally rape and rob the woman before leaving her there. It's impossible to know how many women he did this to, as many refrained from reporting. And because of the statute of limitations, California authorities never prosecuted him for the crimes. From there, he moved to Florida, where he not only continued his reign of terror, but escalated it to murder. Between 1980 and 1983, he committed at least 50 rapes as the classified ads rapist in Miami, Ocala, and Fort Lauderdale. He was tried and convicted once, but after requesting a new trial, the charges were dropped. Then in 1983, a move to Tampa Bay brought his escalation. 
The following year, while on probation for assault, Bobby began trolling through the streets looking for sex workers who were working alone. He would persuade them to his apartment, where he would bind their arms and legs using a unique knot, brutally rape them, and then slit their throats, strangle, or bludgeon the women to death. He would then arrange their bodies in unique positions and leave them to be found by bystanders. In total, he did this to at least 10 women over the course of just eight months. Five were sex workers, two were exotic dancers, one was a factory worker, one a student, and the other unknown. His first victim was found on May 13, 1984, by the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, who responded to a call that a nude female body had been found. She was found in a remote area approximately three days after she had last been seen, and was later identified as 19-year-old Jun T. Long. On her body was what would become a crucial link between all of the victims, the presence of a red fiber that came from the carpet inside of a vehicle. Two weeks later, the nude body of Michelle Denise Sims, 22, was found with her hands bound and a ligature around her neck. Her throat had been cut and she showed significant signs of bludgeoning. And, like the first victim, had the presence of red carpet fibers on her body, as well as medium-length brown human hair that they surmised came from the killer. On June 24th, another body was found in an orange grove. However, because she was fully clothed and had no ligatures, the victim was not originally connected to the previous two. It wasn't until much later that Elizabeth Lodenbach, 22, was added to the list. As the case continued, members from the FBI, the Tampa Bay Police, the Pasco County Sheriff's Office, and the Florida Department of Law Enforcement worked together to find their killer. But as they worked, bodies continued to show up. On October 7, 1984, the nude body of a black female was found on the Pasco-Hillsborough County line near a cattle ranch. Her head was in an advanced state of decomposition, but an autopsy determined that her cause of death was a gunshot wound to the back of the neck. She was later identified as 18-year-old Chanel Devon Williams. The FBI created a profile of their killer and sent off what evidence they had to the FBI labs. On Chanel's body was the telltale red fiber as well as a brown Caucasian pubic hair. Seven days later, the body of a white female was found and identified as 28-year-old Karen Beth Dinsford. On October 30, 1984, the nude mummified remains of Kimberly Kyle Hops, 22, was found near Highway 301, with no clothing, ligatures, or any other type of physical evidence found at the scene. Because of this, her body was not connected to the other victims, nor identified until Bobby Joe Long was arrested. The body of Virginia Lee Johnson, 18, was found on November 6th, and Kim Marie Swan, 21, on November 24th, after being missing since the 11th. All had important forensic information, but the biggest break in the case would come from a living person. On November 3rd, 1984, 17-year-old Lisa McVeigh was leaving a donut shop in Tampa when a man abducted her and took her back to his apartment, where he proceeded to rape and assault her for 26 hours before letting her go. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office urged the Tampa police to send the evidence from her case to the FBI labs, where, on the 13th, they got a call saying the same red fibers were found on Lisa's clothes. A task force was formed, and the next day, Lisa was brought in for an extensive interview. One bit of information that she was able to give was that the man stopped at a 24-hour teller machine to withdraw some money at around 3 a.m., 
and while peeking out of the blindfold, knew she passed a specific hotel. She also said that the vehicle was a red car with the word Magnum on the dash and red interior carpet. So with the description of the car, a vague idea of the route they took, and a vague idea of the route they took to his home, police went to work finding their suspect. They were each assigned to certain search areas and at one point noticed a red Dodge Magnum driving in North Tampa. They asked the driver to take a photo and wrote up the report, claiming they were looking for a robbery suspect. The driver was Bobby Joe Long. He was arrested outside of a movie theater on November 16, 1984, and charged with the sexual battery and kidnapping of Lisa McVeigh. They began collecting any and all forensic evidence they could, and before long, Bobby signed a formal Miranda waiver and consented to questioning. He answered the questions about Lisa's attack, but when they brought up murder, Bobby's response was, quote, the complexion of things sure have changed since you came back into the room. I think I might need an attorney. No attorney was obtained, and Bobby went on to confess to the murders throughout Tampa where the bodies had been found and connected, as well as the murder of artist Ann Wick, 20, Vicki Marie Elliott, 21, and an assault on Linda Nuttall, who survived. His trial began on April 22, 1985, for the murder of Virginia Johnson, the one that had the strongest forensic evidence. The trial lasted a week, and by the end... Bobby Joe Long was found guilty and sentenced to death in the electric chair. Next came the trial in Hillsborough County for Michelle Sims, chosen because of its brutality and strong evidence. But before that could be done, a plea agreement was reached and Bobby pleaded guilty to eight of the homicides and the abduction and rape of Lisa McVeigh. He received 33 life sentences, and Michelle's murder earned him a second death penalty. Bobby Joe Long was executed on May 23, 2019. And one last interesting fact before you go. Bobby Joe Long is the distant cousin of the infamous Henry Lee Lucas. I guess murder runs in the family. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on October 15th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.